welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hi, yeah. How are you doing this week, Sam? Ah, not bad, not bad. Good, good. I've uh, really hurt my knee. Mm-mm. So that's fun, that's make, making work difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, um, but I'm doing good, I'm doing good. I've been playing a lot of, uh, a lot of arena. Sweet. I said I'd never do. <laughs> Literally said about two weeks ago, like, oh no, if I want to play a video game, I'll just play a video game. And I've just been playing like nothing but Arena, <laughs> um, which has been terrible. But I've just been playing a lot of Mono Blue. Okay, cool. How are you finding um, it? It's really good fun. Yeah. Um, really enjoying the deck because like, it's really rewarding to just be like jamming loads of games. So I've been playing best of three games. Yeah. Because I'm using it mainly just to just to play actual standard rather than yeah. just sort of play games. Um, playing best of three. Been using um, Autumn put their cyborg guide on SCG. Yeah. There's an article about the deck and like a cyborg and guide, so I've been using that, which has been really helpful. Um, and I had just about enough wild cards to build the deck. Uh, and it's been really fun. So I've, I've bought it in paper as well because I was missing about 30 quid's worth of cards. Yeah. And it was an excuse to get loads of uh, loads more uh, Veronic Maynard Zendikar Islands. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got like 30 of those now. Um, but it's been really good. I've, I've been really enjoying the deck. Um, it's really hard to play correctly. Yeah, I agree. I I played it last standard, like the sort of last iteration where we had uh, Terramander. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I played like two standard showdown events of it and then just packed it in. I was like, I can fully, fully understand why this deck is so good and like mm. why it was, you know, why I managed to take down GPs. But yeah, this deck is not for me. I can totally see why somebody like Gabe Nassif can take down a GP and how like a player who is obviously as good as Autumn can take down a Pro Tour of it. Mm-hmm. But for your average Joe, nope. <laughs> was that a joke on your own name? Uh, it. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Yeah, an average Joe. Um, yeah, no, it's been it's, it's been difficult. Like I've lost a lot of games that I feel like I should have won had I like sequenced correctly or like played around stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still trying to learn the format again because yeah. I, I haven't played it properly in a while. So like um, F and M, I was going to play modern, and then I was like, no, I don't want to play modern. Modern's terrible. So I just sat and jammed some standard games for a while. Nice. And I was borrowing. Um, is it Phoenix? Not is it Phoenix? Is it Drake's? Yeah. That deck is awful. <laughs> that deck is so bad. Um, like I think the Phoenix version is slightly better, but like, the, is it Drake's version? You just like, you just get crushed by so many things. Yeah, I, I think um, it's definitely past its prime. Yeah, it was. It's really good against Mono Blue. Yeah, because you just have like loads of removal spells, and like you get to play the same tempo game, but your threats are much more, uh, much bigger. Yeah, but like it just, it just feels so bad. Like it feels good when you're in the sort of pseudo control cyborg plan with um, like treasure maps and nivs. Yeah, sure. But some of the games just like I was playing it's like a. Um, like a wilderness reclamation deck, and it just it just felt unwinnable. So your spell pieces do nothing. Like your creatures are just like they just don't care about them. Um, but yeah, I've just been playing a lot of standard. And it's been it's been really enjoyable. So I'm um, excited to just play play that more. And I mean, this standard exists till like September, right? Is that when Ixlam rotates out? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously we'll have we'll have two two new sets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to then, so we'll we'll see we'll see how long standard sort of looks the way it does at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I, I predict we'll see some big shakeups from War of the Spark and Core Twenty Twenty. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, for now, like I'm, just, I'm really enjoying playing that deck. Um, Sweet. And oh, there's this uh, Mardu Aristocrats. 
with Judith and uh, Priest of the Hut, Priest yeah. of the Forgotten Gods. Yeah, that's Forgotten the one. one. Yeah, yeah, cannot beat that deck. <laughs> it's just, it's just awful. Um, but yeah, just playing playing off standard, which is strange for me, but I've been really enjoying it, so making the most of it. Sweet, awesome. Uh, how about you? Uh, I've played like zero, like zero magic in the past week. Excellent. I uh, decided. I don't know why. I think. Just out of curiosity, more than anything, I decided to uh, reinstall Hearthstone on my phone. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, built a sweet deck in Hearthstone. I've just been grinding ladder on Hearthstone. And I'm currently, like, worked my way up from, like, 30th to 10th uh, in, like, the rankings, which I'm, I'm pretty impressed with, considering really I haven't cool. played the game for, like, six months or something. Like, Because it's, cause it's not good. It's, it's different. It's very different to Magic. I do... I do think it's good, but I, I think it is a, it's obviously a very different game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it, winning a lot, so that, that's good, I think. Yeah, sure. So, you know, hey, maybe maybe you'll see me on the Pro Tour next year. On, on the Hearthstone Pro Tour? Sorry, I mean the, the Mythic Championship circuit. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, I haven't, I haven't played Hearthstone in, like, probably over a year now. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I just couldn't bother to keep up. It's like, my, my, my brain only has enough space for, like, one one hobby like that yeah, yeah um like trying to play other games at the same time as playing magic is just near impossible because it just squeezes everything else out yeah I, I, I don't know i just i find it quite quite interesting because i think i think most games of hearthstone just remind me of like most limited games of magic like it's very much about controlling the board presence mm-hmm. rather than like oh my deck does this i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this this is my game plan sure you know you kind of just want to play very similarly to how you would play in Limited, where you, you're constantly trying to deal with threats while keeping your threats alive, like that kind of thing. And yeah, I, I like it. it, it it's, it's certainly not magic, but, I mean, apparently I'm okay at it, so, you know, we'll see, I mean, we'll yeah. see where it goes. Sure, yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do have an event coming up this weekend that I'm really looking forward to playing in, uh, magic-wise. Oh, yeah. So there's a new, fairly new local store uh, opened up near me called Gathering Point, Gathering Point Games. Cool. And they're holding a time spiral draft uh, next Sunday. Ooh, so uh, yeah, there's no way I'm going to miss that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So it's just, just uh, three packs of time spiral? Yeah, three packs of time spiral. Three English packs of time spiral as well, so no like... the the problem I always find in like chaos drafts like a store level in the past it's always been like oh here's an English return of Ravnica pack and like a a Chinese law win pack and it's like that's really cool that's awesome but it's going to take forever to play these games because we've got to look up what the cards are and what the cards do yeah that's just not fun yeah so I am really looking forward to this yeah, that sounds sweet. Yeah, I've, I've drafted it on Magic Online twice before, mm-hmm. and I remember it being quite a, quite a strange format, but quite a, quite a fun one. So I'm really looking forward to doing it in paper. What's the value in Thomas Uh Ancestral visions. I said value. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a like I think the the Thomas Borrow version is like a thirteen dollar card now. It's yeah, that's that's the value. Is that it? Uh, I mean, there's got to be like something else probably i'm not it's sure some random thing but no yeah. I, um, I mean most of the values in future site right <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i mean even then oh sure okay well uh, it's a little bit of fun format yeah definitely that's why we draft yeah there's actually quite a few quite a few hits in in time spiral really mm-hmm. academy ruins 
Angel's Grace is like eight dollars as well. Uh, we've got Flagstones is like six dollars apparently. Sweet. Gauntlet of Power twenty two dollars. Gemstone Caverns it's getting silly. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you've got your uh, cards. There's just some like strange cards like obviously Commander cards. Uh, Kavak the Kavak the Merciless. How much is that? Seven dollars. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Limdol the Necromancer is like three dollars, which is fine. Lotus Bloom is like eight dollars. Living Ends like thirty dollars apparently. I don't know when that happened. Uh, I guess it's because of uh, Electro Dominance, right? Yeah, sure. It's got to be. Uh, Nether Trader that's that's nine dollars. Norn the Wary seven dollars. <laughs> no a, idea. Quite a few slivers as well. They're all silly prices just because it says the word sliver. Sure. I mean that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I think definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Oh, Vesuva. Vesuva was in Time Spiral. That's thirty dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I thought there was like no no value. Yeah. Turns out yeah. there's quite a bit. Quite a bit. Wheel of Face. Walk the Hounds. Just yeah, like loads of like obscure cards that they could only really reprint in a, a master set. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So big news last week. Mm-hmm. I guess we should we should we should cover really. So yep. our main topic this week, we're going to go deep on. The new modern innovation product that was announced last Thursday, mm-hmm. Modern Horizons. Yeah, they, uh, did you watch the watch the stream? I did watch the stream live and everything. Mm, that was a, a strange, strange stream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watching it was quite odd. Yeah, because we had uh, Matt Nass and Cassius Marsh, who just don't seem like the kind of people that would ever be in a room together having a conversation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it was it was it was cool. We, we learnt a lot of information, and uh, as such, the magic. Well, especially on social media, magic players have just gone completely mad. Yeah, and started speculating, speculating wildly, and started getting things wrong immediately. <laughs> There's all sorts of stuff. So I guess we should cover what exactly Modern Horizons is. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a brand new set. Uh, every card in it will be legal in Modern, but it's the first set that's been designed to skip standard legality and go straight to modern. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the cards are also legal in Legacy and Vintage and Commander and whatever else you want to play them in as well. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a strange set, so it's going to have a mixture of new cards and reprints of cards, but the mm-hmm. reprints of cards are cards that aren't currently legal in modern. So they're really and, new to the format. Yeah, that is completely new to the format, so not cards that aren't legal and modern like Splinter Twin and Stoneforge Mystic those kinds of things cards mm-hmm. that were printed before the, the modern cutoff. sure so they're just trying to sort of sculpt the format in that in that way yeah totally uh, a few sort of interesting things as well it, it's going to have uh, 254 cards so 249 of them are brand new cards for modern and then there's yeah. five basic lands in there sweet so already I'm thinking like are we going to see something fancy with the basic lands? Like, are they going to be like full art, or are they going to be snow-covered basics, or or, or what? I mean, that's the thing because like, snow-covered will be sweet because those those are really expensive. Yeah, uh, full arts, while a little bit played out, could just still be cool because people yeah, like full art lands. I I have a feeling it'll just be like Battle Bond, where it's just like a cool picture, like depicting a certain thing. Because like the Battle Bond basic lands were really cool because they were just like parts of the like the battle arena from like sure. different viewpoints yeah and they're really cool but just like they're not that exciting and not many people are going to like use them yeah, yeah. so i think it's probably just gonna be something like that again with some cool art but i mean i could be wrong yeah and it also has a buyer box promo as well 
Mm. Uh, this is not a card that is available just as a promo, so like we have in standard currently. So this card is a a special promo version of a card that is in the set. Didn't they say it was going to be a reprint? The DTS. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it's something cool. I mean, like, I mean, it's already quite cool from the off, like regardless of what card it is, because maybe it's something that sees play in other formats already. But hopefully it's something that doesn't already have a foil printing. Yeah. Though I can't really think what that is off the top of my head. But it's something that you can't currently get in foil that you just get like a special premium foil of. Yeah. I mean, that would make it absurdly expensive, I suppose, but... But I guess, I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has a pre-release, which is quite cool. Uh, but the pre-release format is draft for this, rather than your, your standard sealed event. Uh, can I do it at a GP? Uh, that is a good question. Not a pre-release GP. That <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. In, I'm not interested. Uh, I think there, there might be a pre-release GP for it, but it's. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I think is it, is it Magic Fest Seattle? I think. Oh sure. I want to say okay. I can't remember which one, but yeah, we we definitely saw one where it, the main event was um, was Modern Horizon sealed. That's how we got the the name of the set yeah, sort of before it was announced. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's going to be available both in stores and Magic Online, uh, and we know it has a a not limited print run, so it's not going to be something like a master set where it'll be one wave and then that's it. It'll be sold out. Uh, I'd expect to see it sort of hanging around on shelves for a while like your sort of conspiracy sets or Battle Bond did mm-hmm. and the price on Magic Online is $6.99 for a booster pack obviously MSRP isn't a thing anymore for stores uh, sure. but we we have had information that uh, in America most distributors are selling it for around uh, $169 to stores so yeah it's, it's quite difficult to sort of gauge what the price is going to be but most people sort of are speculating it's going to be around two hundred dollars for a, a box in U.S. stores. Yeah, sure. Which kind of puts it somewhere in between standard packs uh, and master set packs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think that's probably good. Like, I think it would have been a problem if it was like you know ten dollar packs or something like that. But we'll have to. I mean, we'll have to see how it actually shakes out because, like you said, like with the lack of MSRP, like it doesn't actually have a meaningful yeah. impact on the possible price. But we'll see. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think I think it's really cool. We've seen two cards from the set so far. Should we go mm-hmm. through those cards? Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Awesome. So first up, Sarah the Benevolent. Yes. Finally got a Sarah card. Yeah. It's a planeswalker, legendary planeswalker. Uh it is four mana, so it's two white white, three four loyal planeswalker, with three abilities, plus two. Creatures you control with flying get plus one plus one until end of turn. Minus three, create a four-four white angel creature token with flying and vigilance. It's a Sarah mm-hmm. Angel. Yep. Or minus six, you get an emblem with if you control a creature, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one, reduces it to one instead. So worship. Yeah. Plus two. Plus yeah. two is um, a temporary favorable favorable wins. Yeah. Then you get Sarah Angel and you get worship. Interesting. How do you feel about this card? Huh, I. I don't know. I feel like it's like it's really hard to judge. Yeah, I, think, I agree. I think obviously it's it looks sort of on the on the face, but it kind of looks quite powerful. I think quite clearly, like the ultimate is is the best mode of the card, which I know is always the case, but here, like very much so. Mm-hmm. I think like like pay four mana, make a Sarah Angel, is 
fine and probably isn't going to do anything in modern because it's like alright I'll play this in turn 4 make a 4-4 four, four fly and pass the turn and then your opponent kills you like yep. it's not really going to do anything mm-hmm. uh, and then the plus 2 only affects creatures with flying so it's not like it gives the creatures plus 1 plus 1 and flying which would make it like pretty good I think I would make it a little bit too good yeah Possibly, I, I don't so, know. So I don't know, but I, I do. I do think the fact that it starts at four loyalty, and then mm. you just have to plus two at once to get to the ultimate, is is pretty major. Yeah, I think I think this exists almost entirely as like a sideboard card. Yeah, kind of thing. Like the fact that the plus one is so specific as well. The fact that it's like you said, like it, it gives a creature with plus or with flying plus one plus one. Yeah. I can't think of many like you get stuff like lingering souls, yeah, yeah. Um, like flicker wisp stuff like that. But it, it it just feels like a like a strange. Like I think giving a creature plus on like so, so like a like an Elspeth, <clears throat> excuse me, like an Elspeth activation, like giving a creature plus one plus one and flying like something like that would be fine as a plus. Yeah, um, it just feels like a little bit uh, a little bit lacking in power as a plus one. Um, the minus is fine, like because it you know creates a. Um, it protects the planeswalker itself and creates a reasonable threat in a, in a Sarah Angel. Uh, and then the, the minus is like the ultimate is like certainly very good. Yeah, I, I think the ultimate is is fantastic. I think I think it's yeah, like, I, I think it's it's a it's definitely a, a decent sideboard card sort of against control decks. But I don't know if it's good enough anywhere else. Uh, I, no, I, think, I don't think so. I think there's there is quite clearly. A deck in mind, or there has been a sort of deck in mind when they've decided when they've they've designed this card. Mm-hmm. So that creatures you control with flying at plus one plus one makes me think, yeah, this is to be played with like lingering souls, uh, spectral position, uh, mm-hmm. bitter blossom as well. Like this, this definitely seems to be in some sort of black white flyers, black white tokens strategy. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. It seems like they're trying to like. I mean, maybe maybe that's what they're going for. Um, they're going to just sort of print cards for specific decks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just the fact that it's, it starts on four, then you minus three to create an angel. Yeah. So you can't just keep like pumping out threats because I mean, the kind of planeswalkers you want are like uh, against against control are like Elspeth Knight Errant, yeah. where you pl- plus to make a one one. Yeah. So you just have a, a steady stream of cards like um, or like Garrick Relentless or I, th- I think I think that's it. I think the the space. Where it fights with currently, I think it fights with with Elspeth and then like Gideon. Gideon or Zendikar, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like you don't really need the ultimate, because like, because I mean, so so Gideon. Like I play Gideon in in, in Maverick, like in the sideboard. Yeah. So you just can constantly zero to make up like an army of two twos, and then he can just start plotting and bashing them for five. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of card you want, right? Where you can just like consistently make threats, and they can't they they have a real a really hard time interacting with them, and then you just like suddenly turn the corner, it becomes a really big threat. This doesn't seem like a huge threat because I mean you're so like the play pack goes you, you you minus make an angel, then you you plus make the angel to five five, and hit them for five, then you minus make an angel, then you plus. Uh, like it just seems a little bit too weak for modern. Especially in the current, like I mean, I don't think you can play. You can tap out for a four mana planeswalker that just makes a four four. Yeah, no. Because then you just d- that your opponent untaps and loses. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, thinking like, is there is there is this is there some way we can like break this card with like ad nauseum, <laughs> with, like the minus six? Like <laughs> oh, you just start, um, you just draw cards from ad nauseum and you don't die. Yeah, but you also have to have, have to have a creature in play. Yeah. Like ad doesn't want that. 
Um, at the moment, it doesn't, but who knows? Who knows what we'll get in this set? Sure. I mean, just like it's very hard to do that in one card, right? Because then, because yeah. you have to, in order to, so if you play, if you play Sarah, like you have to minus her to get an angel, and then you have to plus maths is hard, maths is hard. Twice. You have to plus no three times, right? No, you so you minus three to get to one, and then, yeah, you then plus. You, oh yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah plus two, five, plus two, plus two, then minus six. six. Yeah. So you've already you've already played it on turn four. So like you're cast if it's something like admirals you're casting it on turn four sure. and then you like make a creature and then you plus 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 and then minus and it's like you, you're almost certainly dead by that point yeah definitely uh, it seems it seems underwhelming but um it's a cool the art the art's really nice yeah definitely yeah, the art is amazing yeah I, I do think that i do think that this is probably going to see the most play in commander probably in like angel decks or something oh yeah sure uh, yeah but that's, I mean, that's probably true. Whether or not it will have an impact in modern, I think, I think time, time will tell. We'll see what mm-hmm. else is in the set and what the format will look like. Yeah, at the time. I mean, it's a cool, cool cube card as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah a, definitely. Like a mono white deck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you plus plus two, and then you immediately minus it, or you immediately ultimate it. Like that's that's interesting. Like you you have to activate it twice to get a, like. Um, uh, a worship that your opponent can't interact with. Yeah, that's it. I think I think that's the. That's the big part about that is like, yeah, we don't have anything that interactive emblems like. Were if if it was just like, if it was literally just worship, then they have like you have so many ways to deal with that, like bouncing it, destroying it, whereas you can't interact with an emblem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus your Sarah, <laughs> stick around, you know, make sure she stays around for a turn, which I, I assume you will have something to protect her with, given that the plus two effects creatures you control. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, you think, like, at least you'll have, like, a creature to block to block with, at least to chump with, and then you minus six and you get that emblem. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it is, it is just very difficult to evaluate, but it does it does seem like they, they have had a specific deck or specific strategy in mind. <coughs> yeah, that's true. Cool. So the other card that we've seen uh, is a card which I think is really awesome. It's a throwback to a card that we we had mentioned in our previous sort of like cards they should print into modern from Legacy mm-hmm. episode yeah. we did a few months ago, mm-hmm. uh, and that is Cabal Therapist. Yes. So it's, it's one really black cool. for a one-one creature. It's a horror, which could be mm-hmm. relevant. <laughs> uh, it has menace, and at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase you may sacrifice a creature when you do choose a non-land card name then target player reveals their hand and discards all cards of that name so you can't bounce it doesn't get bounced a thing in the ice yep that is an interaction that exists yeah um why does it have menace <laughs> it just seems like a weird keyword to put on a 1-1 yeah that you probably don't want to attack with because you don't want it to I guess like it's because you don't want to attack with it because you don't want it to die because you want the effect therefore giving it menace makes it harder to block so it's less likely to die but I, that still seems it just seems straight it's a, it's a black creature so they give it menace I guess yeah probably maybe they were trying to fill like a keyword quote that they had for the set <laughs> yeah I guess that it's a black it's, it's a horror as well like you know most horrors will have some sort of evasion yeah, sure. It just it just seems strange. Um, it seems like the kind of card that would have like fear or something. Yeah, yeah. I think fear would be interesting. Yeah, but, but they, I don't they, think they don't have fear on things anymore. Yeah, they just don't do that. Um, or what was the is that is that the thing? No, what was fear, what was it changed to? Was it changed to something? 
a different keyword that they stopped doing as well. Yeah, was it sh- shadow? Was that a keyword as well? No, that was that was can't be blocked by things without shadow. Yeah, I can't think of it. Anyway, it's it's completely completely irrelevant. Um, this card this card's really cool. I I like that it's uh, it's the beginning of your pre combat main phase, so you have to untap it before you get the effect. Yeah, it's not just like at the beginning of combat or like um your end step or something like that. Like yeah. the pre combat main phase. So um, it's interesting. Like it, it's very similar to Cabal Therapy because yeah. it's just a it's it's well therapy on a stick that like. You're sacrificing creatures to it. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, the art's very cool. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think the art is amazing. Like, the art's amazing. But uh, like, on the face of it, I, on the face of it, I kind of love everything about this card. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is the kind of card that I want them to design, and the kind of card that I want them to print when they're looking to try to shake up a format and try to like print something specifically for for a format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just I just find it so hard to evaluate at the moment. I keep going back and forth on it. Like either this is amazing and it's gonna like it's gonna significantly have like a big impact on the format, or it's just not gonna be good enough and it's probably a cyborg card at best. Because there there's so many things you can do with it. Like mm. you look at like the the flaws and ceiling of the card, like let's say you're, you're playing it in the main board in, and you're playing against Jund and you just you name something and it just grows there, Tarmogoyf. Mm-hmm. But then you could be playing against Control and name Cryptic Command and they discard three Cryptic Commands and then they just can't recover. Sure. So it, it's... Again, it's, it's, just, it's a massive range between the floor and the ceiling of the, ceiling of the card. But they're also like other things I think are really cool about it like the fact that it says target player so you could name yourself and stick something in your grave in your own graveyard to reanimate so it lends itself to reanimator strategies as well uh, discard your arc like phoenixes yep that's the thing yeah it's it's interesting I, like this is definitely the kind of card that I have to so like stuff like Sarah you can just kind of see but like sure we can kind of evaluate how good or bad this card is by looking at it yeah this card like very much depends on the context of the format definitely. depends on like what kind of deck you put it in like I could see it in the black white uh, creature token yeah black white token strategy but like against straight away it, it just brings to mind oh lingering souls or bitter blossom mm-hmm. like it seems amazing with bitter blossom like every turn really you get cabal therapy for free like yeah exactly yeah. and you and then like once you've just stripped your opponent's hand you don't have to do it anymore and you still have the bitter blossom around yeah and one one with menace yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a it's an interesting card, but I think I think like the discussion we've had like just generally informs my my opinions about the set. Yeah. Um, so unless there's anything anything else specific you want to say about Cabal Therapist, I just really like the design of it. I think this is Absolutely. I think it's, it's just spot on. Like this is what I want to see for when they're designing cards for a set like this. Like this mm-hmm. this gives me a lot of faith in the set. It's got me pretty hyped up. Yeah, I do like that. It's, I mean, sure, this is true of any card, but like, it's it's always going to trade like at least one for one. Like, you play it and it's going to get bolted or or puffed or fatal pushed or something like at the very mm-hmm. worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So even if it like, even if it does sort of just play that role as, as a lightning rod, then yeah, sure, it, it could be relevant. I I think it's. Again, it's very difficult to sort of judge what the format will look like, but I think there's a good chance that this card will see a fair amount of play. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it feels like a double error card, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like it feels like a like a sweet callback. Um, but it's interesting. Like this this set in general, like it's people are talking. We can't. It's difficult to assess it. So obviously, we've only had two cards, so it's it's fairly yeah. easy to assess those. But we're getting two hundred and forty nine new cards. Yeah. Obviously, all of those won't be hits. You'll have just like to run a draft draft. Like you'll have some crap thrown in because it's cool, or like some new art on a card that's unplayable, yeah. but a welcome reprint or something like that. You know, like five mana red sorcery deal two damage. That kind of yeah, exactly. You get, you get stuff like that. For, like because uh, at the end of the day, it is it's um, a limited set as well. Like there will yeah. be drafts, and like there's a GP that's a sealed event. So obviously, they need to think about that, and there needs to be those considerations. But like we will have. I imagine, off the top of my head, like twenty-five playable cards in the set. Oh yeah, at least but, I think. Um, like, but, but we'll actually make it into modern. And if you think about that, that influx of cards, so like every set we get, I think um, potentially rounding allegiance was slightly different because we got a few more. But like most sets, you get like one or two cards that make it in modern. Oh, and yeah, even if definitely. then it's 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 stuff like Night of Autumn where you just it's a one-off in your green decks and it's a sweet cyborg card or like. Um, you know, you get you get cards that are like sort of. It, we, we don't always get a fatal push, and even when we do get a fatal push, we get one fatal push, yeah. and it, that that changes the format and makes things different and allows new strategies. But it's like a card. Whereas if we're getting like twenty five cards that are brand new to modern, that they get to shape the format. Like the format's going to be completely different because you think about like how many decks did um, like Prize to Magen create? Like it made Dredge better, yeah. Or like Arco Phoenix has created an entirely new archetype, which is which is probably at this point the best deck in the format. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Fatal push, which just made black decks a lot stronger. Yeah, it'd be kill Tarmogoyf um, single-handedly. Exactly, it just it just ruined that card. Um, and so if you if you're if you're adding twenty five cards to a format, like the the, the we don't know whether it's going to look the same. You can't be like, oh, this this card's bad against is it Phoenix, right? Because that's that that deck might be completely terrible based on the other twenty four playable cards that we get in the set. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's really interesting, and it's it's it's. It's it's gonna make a it's gonna make a huge impact, and if it doesn't, then it'll be a bomb, and then they they wouldn't. So wizards don't always get things right, right? Like they, yeah. they print cards that they think are going to be great, and they end up terrible, or they or just just not terrible. They end up unplayable based on the context of the format, or they print cards that are that they think are just mediocre, who end up which end up being like the best card in the set, and are like multi format all stars, right? Yeah. But like they know that they they know that they want this to be a hit and they need this to be a hit. They can't just print like a bad set. So they know what they're doing and they know what they're adding to the format. Um, and it's 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 a plan for them to shake it up. Right, they, they want this to change the format. They don't just want to print like oh we'll just you know. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about this like more more in a, in in a minute. But like they can't just be like oh yeah we'll just chuck wasteland into the format. I'm sure that'll be fine. Like they know that they that they know the the impact that kind of card is going to have. Yeah. They understand how it's going to change the format intrinsically, like it, and and it will. And I, I would be incredibly surprised if it didn't yeah, properly sure. alter the format. Sorry, I had a just as you know, like I like to go off once per episode, just have a little a little uh, little thing. But I mean, that's that's the point. Like they they want to change the format. That is the point of this set. They're not yeah, just putting cards in for no reason. Yeah, it it is. You're right. Like it is not just like, oh, we've printed this card in this standard set. We think this might see some play in modern. It's like. No, here's specifically 254 cards that are going to see some play in modern. Yeah, well, at least five of them definitely will, if they're basic lands. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Island and Swamp see a lot of play. Yeah, and <laughs> Forest as well. Eh, no, nah, not as much as I want. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, that's the thing, and uh, like, 
it's just it, it, you have to evaluate everything even when the spoilers, spoilers start coming out which I believe is May uh, yes I think so yeah Jesus that's like at least two months to wait yeah um, for spoilers but yeah like even when the spoilers start coming out like like at, at a reasonable pace it's still very very difficult to, to um, assess those cards yeah. in, in, a, in a correct way because you can look at a card and think, oh, this card looks amazing, I'm going to play it. And then because the context of modern has changed and the formats and the, the meta shifted and certain decks that you that were good when you said, this card's amazing and no longer good, like it's, it's, it's going to be very different. So I think it's potential for us to start liking the format again, right? Yeah, quite possibly. But, uh, we've yeah, been, I, we've I been think, down on it for a while. I just think the format's going to change massively. And I, I, I do think this is sort of Wizards' attempt to sort of push modern into the space where a legacy is currently. And mm-hmm. like, you know, call it a bit of a, a bit of a tinfoil hat theory, but maybe this <laughs> is them them trying to trying to shoehorn modern into where legacy is currently, so their new sort of arena standard plus slash extended, whatever they decide to call it, format can sort of jump in and sort of fill that that point where modern is, or at least where modern had been originally. I think they uh I'm not sure, like I I, I think that is what they're doing. That yeah. sounds very feasible. I think that's a very reasonable thing to do, and I would like that. I think that's cool. Um, I think like reintroducing an extended type format or just just a new modern with a new starting point would be great. Um, and that's 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 their plan. And I think you know moving modern to be out of the forefront is a cool idea, and I'd be in support of that. That's absolutely fine. But yeah. I think that they're they're, uh, they're putting a lot of sort of trust in in their player base and people aren't going to move off modern very quickly yeah well, I mean, regardless of if, if the format is shaken up to the extent that we assume it will with this set yeah it's still going to be still going to have diehard fans you're still going to have people that will play it non-stop and yeah, that'll be their sure. format but I think if, if this is like the plan for, for modern going forward like every year or every like year and a half or two years or whatever we'll get one of these horizon sets that'll print new cards and reprint legacy vintage cards or whatever into modern mm, I think eventually I, we just get to the point of like you know no reserveless legacy right I mean I think I think that's the that's the problem like it, it, this kind of set this this design definitely has diminishing returns right because yeah. they're, they're constructing this and they're so let's say the set is 50% reprints right yeah they've carefully picked cards from that from those reprints say like there are ten playable reprints. Yeah, um, and we, we will we will get to discussing those in specific. Um, they know what those cards are. You can't you can't just then say you know twelve months or eighteen months later whenever they plan to release if they do Modern Horizons number two. Yeah, they can't just be like oh now these cards are fine because like there's only a certain amount of cards you can print into it before it is just Legacy. But Legacy has dual lands, so what's the point in playing Legacy because there's very little difference between the two formats. Yeah. You can't just keep pumping old cards into the format. You can keep pumping new cards into the format. That's that's sort of fine. But like, eventually, just like, it, it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't think that. Maybe that's fine. You, like, because, and this is another point as well. People have, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of discussion of people. Like, oh, it's just going to become legacy without dual lands. It's like one that would be great. <laughs> I would definitely be in support of that format because it would be affordable, but still play out like legacy. And that's how. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and that just sounds great. And also no, because the the difference between regardless of the cards you print in, in into the modern format, the difference between legacy and modern is is still huge. Yeah, and we can see that because the way the formats play out is completely different. So you, you have a very very similar card pool, but legacy is like generally quite a slow format, quite a grindy interactive format. So you have like stuff like show and tell and A and T, 
um, but they're, they're sort of like they're not the not the best decks in the format. Like I, I guess you have Black Rover Animator, <laughs> which is like disagree there. <laughs> you don't think it's the best? Uh, there's the best deck in the format. I mean, I'm just I'm trying, trying to sort of trying to speak in broad strokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like but you know, I'll, I'll sure. always defend defend Ant where I can. Sure, A and T isn't running away with the format. Is my point? Yeah, and like neither is Black Rover Animator, but it's definitely um, a very like a very good tier one deck. But yeah, it's not sure. running away with the format in the same way that like the combo decks in Modern are running away with the format. Yeah. Um, and so printing more legacy cards in isn't going to still can't make it like um, it can't, they're just they're very different it's, it's very strange that the the older format with the with the more powerful cards right which is legacy yeah like it's it, it, like objectively because it is modern plus a bunch more <laughs> really powerful cards is more slower and more interactive whereas modern is just like a, a, a fast horrible mess yeah, horrible mess. Yeah. That is a that that is also my opinion. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just interesting. And like you, it, but you print if you so so say we will okay. Might as well just so if you printed like Force of Will and yep. Counterspell. I mean, Counterspell isn't even playable in Legacy. You play it as like a zero to two of in Miracles. Yeah, it's not a remotely playable card. Uh, also, I think that card will be in the set because they said they tested it for standard. It was slightly too strong, so they're looking for a reason to put it into modern. Yep. Anyway, um, if you put Force of Will into modern, like. That is, I, I think, an inherently good thing. It slows down the format. It gives it gives a lot more answers to combo decks and stuff like that. Agreed. Yeah. But you don't. Even then, if you so if you put, you, but you still can't have. They won't print brainstorm because that card should be banned in legacy. You can't put brainstorm in the format because there would be an outcry because it would just it would just become it would just become legacy because legacy is defined by like three cards. Yeah. Like brainstorm, wasteland, and probably forcible. Yeah. Sure. Um. But I think I think putting Force of Will in the format would, would, would be completely fine because you still the, the gap between them, Brainstorm, Ponder, and Preordain creates such a huge difference in the formats. Whereas we have Opt and Serum Visions and Sleight of Hand, I guess. Yeah. And those are so mopey in comparison that it's just a completely different power level and a completely different format. Um, hopefully what I said there was like made some semblance of sense. No, it did, definitely. The formats are very different. Legacy is excellent because it's interactive and grindy. And you still have room for really fast combo decks like glass cannon nonsense. Yeah. Whereas modern is entirely glass cannon nonsense, and you have no room for interactive grindy decks. Yeah. And that's crap. Why would you ever <laughs> want to do that? Because you're not playing magic. Um, I that's very much a broad statement, like a sweeping statement, right? Like because the blue white control deck is very good. Like Jund is still very good, but you know, like the general air of the format is uh, ridiculous ridiculous um consistent combat decks just bouncing off each other yeah and then occasionally someone goes someone goes no no i have this cryptic command and this terminus or this thought sees and like sure those games you get to play but even then like the, the really fast combat deck doesn't get to play any magic yeah for sure because they just get they just get thought seized to nothing <laughs> so um yeah the, the the difference in the format is huge and like i, I can't see them printing some legacy staples into the format is going to make that much of a difference yeah no but, and I, I mean they would also have to unban a load of cards which I, I can't see them wanting to do yeah man i had such a good plan for this episode let's like talk through things like you know reasonably and like methodically and have like a good chronology to the to the episode but just like i just like you know running yeah that's fair Cool. So that's the thing. So uh, there's, been, there's been a lot of buzz about like what cards could potentially be reprinted in, in the set and like how good would they be in the format. But obviously, you have to consider like the context of the format because if you just if you just stuck a certain card in, it wouldn't make that much of a difference because the the, the playability of it in 
legacy and the playability of it and modern in its current form are very very different yeah and like i said like i think modern changes quite drastically if you add these cards in and if it doesn't then there's definitely just a problem with the format and you need to ban a load of cards and just kill the format off sure um so I've made a list of like a few cards that we can we can potentially discuss if you're yeah. interested in that, and then maybe you could do some speaking for once because I bit of dominant. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I, I, yeah, go ahead, lead the way. I'm, I'm quite... So sweet. I just have a lot of feelings about uh, about modern. So yeah. uh, counter spell, right? Yep. Fine. I yeah, I think counter spell would be great. I I don't think think there's that much of a conversation to be had around counter spell. Like mm-hmm. it it would just be. It would just be good. It would be good for the format. Uh, I I don't even know how much play it would see necessarily. Like, I mean, probably at first it would see a fair bit of play, but then would drop off. Mm. I don't know. It's so, just, I just think it would be fine. I think it would really, really help the format. Yeah, I agree. So, like, so I think it's a perfectly reasonable power level. Um, Council isn't that good. It, like I said, like I said before, like it, it sees players as zero to two of in in Legacy Miracles. Yeah. Because it's just it's kind of mopey. Um, it's difficult to cast on turn two. Yeah. It's difficult to cast generally. Um, it's an interesting comparison to Pauper, where counterspell is legal, but in the two color decks, <clears throat> a lot of two color or like three color decks, mana leak is favored because it functionally actions the, acts the same unless you're playing yeah. it. It's like Tron, but it's just much easier to cast. And I think I think that has that has some comparisons. Like obviously, it's, it's you're casting cryptic command in this format, but yeah. like I, I like there's still those same potential limitations on the card. Sure. I think it's fine. Like, I don't think because I mean it's, you're not gonna you're not gonna play it in combo decks. Like, yeah. There's no way you can play that in combo decks because you don't really want to keep two mana open. Uh, you play it in like you play it in the blue white control deck, and yeah. that's probably about it. I can't really think of another place where it would slot in. Yeah, play it in blue white control. Like maybe you can play it in Jaskai control. Because mm, like there's certain like combo decks and stuff like that, or like tempo decks, we just want remand. Yeah. Because that kind of acts like a counter spell. Like it acts like a time walk, and you just want to cycle your cards and stop you and disrupt your opponent. Whereas counter spell doesn't replace itself. You're like you're just trading one for one. It doesn't feel great. Yeah. Maybe we see like a mono blue Delver deck. Like. Oh, that'd be so good. Maybe that's the thing. You you turn one Delver, and then you can force a will. Or you can counter spell from turn two onwards. You can got Cryptic. You got Snapcasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's a thing. But I mean, I you guess probably yeah, still just want spell pairs. Yeah, for sure. Which, um, which maybe we'll get onto a little bit further down. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next card, I think this is like probably the biggest one that people have been talking about. Uh, yeah, it's force, force of will. Yep. I uh, I think it would be fine. I think it would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not like it is in Legacy where you have brainstorm. Like brainstorm mm-hmm. is sure considered one of the pillars of Legacy, but also it, it just interacts with the other pillar force of will really really nicely absolutely um i think there's, there's a lot to be said about force of will um yeah. so it's a great card it's a terrible card it is a really really bad magic card. <laughs> like it's just it's an awful magic card right um, uh in in what sense of the word like it's a it's a five well, it's a five mana spell right <laughs> um, no it's, it's a, sure, it's a zero mana counter spell you're always two for one yourself so yeah but it's your opponent it's, casts your opponent casts a threat and you have to discard two cards from your hand XR one of them discard two cards from your hand to counter it um, and it's it's rare that that situation is that bat breaking for your opponent yeah it, like, it, it, it's, it's kind of it's kind of that like that safety net that absolutely you need in in some formats 
I, I completely agree. I think it, I think it's fine. Like there's it's it's the kind of card where people who don't play Legacy or Vintage, I guess, <laughs> don't play those formats see it as an incredibly powerful card that is in every blue deck. Yeah. And just think, oh, that card must be busted. That card's really powerful, and they haven't actually like played the format. Like you play a lot of force, like a for- like against a lot of force world decks, and you just think that card's not great. Sure, they got to count my spell for zero mana, but they also had to get rid of two cards out of their hand. Yeah. Um, and like, there's been a lot of times where I've sat against my opponent, and I'm just like, obviously, I'm casting greens and zenith, so I've been like greens and zenith for three, and like assuming they have a force of will, because that's like a lot of the time playing legacy is assuming they have a force of will. Um, and so sometimes they just don't have it, and then you just get to cast your spell, and nothing happens. Um, and you just get to you know progress your game state, but sometimes they're just like they don't want to force it. Like it feels bad. Like a force player will understand that what they've done is a tempo loss for them, but they can't let your spell resolve. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a way to keep um, to keep combo decks in check, to keep unfair decks in check because yeah. they can't they can't just go off when you've just tapped out. You get to you get to progress your board state. You get to commit to the board. So playing something like a True Name Nemesis or some kind of reasonable threat or like a Jason the Mind Sculptor, and then. What either protect that threat or deal with your opponent's nonsense. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's that's a perfectly reasonable thing to put into modern, yeah. where combo decks are just going unchecked. And if like, if, sure they get they get done in by the, the Thoughtseize deck, but like <laughs> they're just bouncing off each other. I also think it's very difficult to put into um, into into modern because the reason force is so good is because you're playing because the blue deck, the blue cards are just so busted, right? Yeah. So um, brainstorm ponder preordain, just broken magic cards. <laughs> So you have twelve blue cards that are already going in your deck, plus four Force of Wills. That that's uh, like probably enough for um, to put Force of Will in your deck, like just about. Whereas like the 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 blue combo decks in modern, what like Storm, yeah, uh, Phoenix, like what? Am I blanking on anything? Like a blue combo I deck? I don't think so. No. Like that's the thing. Like combo decks won't just have like free backup. Like sure, Phoenix will and Storm will have free counter backup. But like counter spells aren't particularly great in modern. And if you're playing, if you're getting countered, they also have forcible. So you still get to play that song and dance, and that still that works out fine. That's yeah. perfectly like fair and balanced. Um, like honestly, it's, it's a perfectly fine card to put in the format. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, think it's so, great. definitely. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think I think do you sort of run it. Obviously, would sort of run into more problematic scenarios when you do have something like Brainstorm in the format or like is Sensei's Divine on top or something like legal in the format mm-hmm. yep but yeah I, I don't think it would be an issue for modern at all no because like you cast a Serum Visions oh I scry to leave this Force of Will on top like okay <laughs> sure it's not it's not in your hand yeah. and you didn't do it like you get, you get to opt into it I guess yeah but like, you're still looking at two cards instead of three like it's, it's, it'll, it's it'll fine it, yeah, it's just fine. Yeah, it's not going to walk the format because playing playing blue in modern isn't that good. Yeah, right. Like playing a playing a like an all blue deck isn't great. Um, I mean, this is this is the thing. Like you have to you have to consider. So if you just put Force of Will into modern right now as it exists, it would be fine. If you also put in loads of other cards that would also go into a legacy style deck, then it maybe it changes. But assessing it at this point is very very difficult. Yeah. Um, but I just think people are overreacting about how busted these cards are. Like I literally saw a post earlier but like before we started recording that said forcible would destroy modern yeah like, i really don't think it's just not remotely true at all no, no it's, it's, 
it would be good and it would be sweet and it would be a BS checker for a format that desperately needs a BS checker yeah. because Thoughtseize isn't good enough anymore. <laughs> yeah, Thoughtseize isn't, isn't good enough and they won't unban Twin, so... Exactly, yeah. exactly. Cool. So what's next on your, your list of cards? Well, our next one is, uh, is, is one of my favourite cards of all time. Yeah. Uh, Wasteland. Yeah. Right? Would yeah. be fine. It's fine, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I, I think... Again, like I think it would be fine. I think it would probably be quite a good inclusion. It, I mean, we've got Ghost Quarter, we've got Field of Ruin, like we've got cards that do sort of a similar effect anyway. That again, just aren't really good enough at the moment. Yeah. And yeah, like sure, you can argue uh, it's just one more, more, more Tron killer, but that's, that's <laughs> not a bad thing, right? No, there will never be enough Tron killers to kill Tron. <laughs> like. Yeah, you already have everything you ever need, and they still win the game, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, deals with Tron lands, deals with Valakut, mm-hmm. deals with like something that Amulet would play. Sure, like it, yeah, it'd just be fine. And I again, like I, I think this would be a cool card that could potentially lead to a, a, a good Delver deck making a resurgence, or maybe a mono blue Delver deck, like going like turn one Delver and turn two Wasteland with Spell Pierce back up seems fantastic, right? That'd be gas. Like I'd, yeah. I'd absolutely love that in the format. Actual um, like Delver tempo deck playable again would be great. Yeah, be really sweet. Um, I mean, this is the thing as well. Like, so it, introducing wasteland. So obviously, like it acts as like a, a ghost quarter style effect where you just want to deal with problematic lands. Yeah. Or try and kill your your Tron opponent and they murder you regardless. Um, but like it also creates that the sort of it it would introduce the the legacy gameplay yeah. of wasteland, right? So, I mean, I think this is less true currently, and it, it hasn't been true in Legacy for a while. Um, Wasteland isn't great. Like, it used to be the, the best card, like, you just just see Delver Mirrors where they're just wastelanding each other, and you'd have Maverick, and it would just be wastelanding everywhere, and no one would have any lands in play. Yeah. Whereas now, it just sort of, it does act as that. Like, sometimes you get to wasteland your opponent out of the game, and that, that feels great. But it's become, it's become less of a powerhouse. It's become less, uh, less dominant, I, I'd say, in, in Legacy. It's just a good card. It, it just it is, is absolutely yeah. Kind of one of the pillars of, of the format that is mm-hmm. is sort of needed to keep it all nice and balanced, and it does its job. Its job perfectly fine. Absolutely, um, and I think I think introducing that that level of that element of resource management into modern, I think would be really cool to yeah, see. I, I agree. There's a lot of modern players haven't had to deal with that. Like, you have to deal with like bolt the bird or push the hierarch, right? Yeah. And then you feel bad because you kept a one lander and you know whatever but like having your lands wasteland and have to being able to have to interact with that um and understand when to go for it and how to get it's just like there's nothing more satisfying than like going turn one mana dork turn two thalia guardian of thraven and wastelanding <laughs> like it sure. just feels great but i don't think that's too oppressive like no I think I think there's something to be said about legacy. Like you have cards like Ponder and Brainstorm that allow you to be wastelanded, and then you still have just draw back into the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'd be reasonable. I think it would certainly take Titan down a peg. Yeah, definitely. Would take Titan down a peg, and hey, may, maybe it maybe it makes Tarmogoyf playable again. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be so good. Like that's it's the thing. Guaranteed land in the bin, and if you're expecting your numbers of lands played to be lower you're going to start to play sort of those cheaper threats again mm-hmm. exactly that's what you want like people complain about Tarmogoyf but like it was a fair format yeah fair cards need to be good again because fair, fair magic isn't playable in modern and, and we like something like Wasteland would would make that a lot a lot more viable yeah. I mean it may, 
maybe there's things I'm not thinking about, but just this is just busted. But like, if if modern just has an influx of Delver decks, I think that's fine. Yeah, I agree. I think it's fine. You can, you can only play four wastelands, and your storm opponent's still playing rituals. So, yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. So speaking of rituals, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this this one is like, oh yeah, it would be fine. But now that I've you know thought about it for more than ten seconds, maybe not. Dark ritual. Yeah, the, 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 I was I was quite surprised you put that on the list. I think mm. again, I I think this falls into one of those one of those cards where it's like you look at it and you're like, oh, that's reasonable. But and you speak to players who have cast a lot of dark rituals, and they're like, no, no, it's. The card, sure, is, yeah. the card is busted. Like if if you haven't played with Dark Ritual, like on the face of it, like uh, play one black black for three mana is like yeah, that seems fine. Probably won't make a big impact in modern because the storm deck isn't black. <laughs> but then like you you just have to think of like what having access to three black mana or even five black mana on turn one can can allow. Like yeah, yeah, sure, it might not fit into a current archetype, but being able to go, you know, turn one swamp ritual hypnotic specter, which is a great play in old school, mm-hmm. could quite possibly be good enough for, for for modern. Yeah, yeah. Or you think about like what else costs like three mana, which could be paid for black mana, like Liliana the Veil is pretty good, right? Turn one yeah. ritual Liliana the Veil or Liliana the Last Hope, or yeah, like. Yeah, like you, you could have hands where you'll have two rituals. Like that's that's not an uncommon thing. And people have access to like five mana on turn one is is actually ridiculous. Because then you do just go ad nauseum. Sure, but I mean, so my my thinking was, like, so obviously, like, yeah, turn, turn one, you are in the veil. You could like chain together, like cast a Phyrexian or something or something nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Like, how many decks play Dark Ritual in Legacy? Uh, two. Like Storm, right? Storm and Reanimate. Well, yeah, I mean, two archetypes Storm and Reanimator. And Pox, I guess. Um, yeah, sure. Not really a deck, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're using it for combo potential, right? Yeah, yeah. They're not just using it to slam a Lillian in the Veil on turn one, which they could do. Yeah. I mean, Pox is doing that, but that's not a deck. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one can afford the cards that make it good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're doing a diver, build up the Storm count, so you can Storm off as fast as possible, or they're going. Ritual, Entomb, Grizzle Band, Reanimate, Grizzle Round. Mm-hmm. On turn but one. That's but, not, yeah. yeah, but that's not possible in modern. Not yet. Dark, Dark Ritual doesn't enable that level of stuff. No. Like, that variety of stuff. And considering Legacy is such a wide-open format, like I don't think... like If it's not being done in Legacy, I find it hard to believe it would be done in modern, especially when... I mean, yeah, because like... If it's not being done Legacy, I'd find it hard to be done in Modern, is, is my general my general point. Like, if no one's going Turn 1, Dark Ritual, Lydia on the Veil... I mean, there's always one guy at a GP. Um, if no one's going Turn 1, Dark Ritual, into Lydia on the Veil in Legacy, would it be that much more powerful in Modern? I think it, it's just that access to... So, I think a lot of this, this assumes that cards like Force of Will, etc., won't be... Like won't be reprint, won't be printed in the format, or won't exist in the format. Yeah, exactly. Just having mm-hmm. access to that three mana on turn one is is a totally a big deal. If you can go, you know, you don't have to necessarily slam a hippie or a, or a lily. You could go like ritual into thoughtseize and dark confident on turn one. Seems pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just that thing. It's it's like, it, I, I was like thinking about it, it doesn't have a combo do, do it on turn two or whatever. Like 
push your thing play other league mm-hmm. I was just thinking like it doesn't have um, a combo potential yeah for sure it doesn't but I I don't think it, it needs a combo potential I know from like myself from like playing dark rituals in old school like the fact that you have that fast mana acceleration so mm-hmm. early on in the game is is just such a powerful powerful thing that I, I think yeah. that while it might not necessarily fit into current archetypes I think it would just be too powerful for modern yeah it's possibly true I just can't say I think 8 rack would probably be a playable deck again if you had dark ritual yeah oh yeah yeah 8 rack would be good or what if you go like turn 1 ritual into cabal therapist and bitter blossom that would be so good yeah it would be good but I, I think it is just just slightly too good and this is somebody who absolutely loves casting dark rituals mm-hmm. sure okay I could get that I just think I, I wouldn't I think they could do it and it would probably be fine but I'm open to the fact that it could be just completely busted yeah sure okay I think, I think that's enough said about Dark Ritual. I think you convinced me on that that was just probably just a little bit too good to be playable. Yeah, I think it is just just too good, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Like, hands down, I would. I would absolutely love it, but... Sure. Yeah, after after casting many a ritual in many many a format, no, I, I just think it's too powerful for... Mm-hmm. At least that's the current reasonable. state of modern. Sure. Um, cool, okay. So, the next one I have on the list is Days. Yeah. So, mm. Days is, is another card that I, I think might just be too good. I mm. think I think it would just be just be a little bit sort of too problematic for the format. I think Force of Will's fine, because you're, you know, you're going to 2-4 on yourself whenever you cast a Force of Will. But Days just gives you a free counter spell, essentially. Sure, but I mean, the, the Days decks... The Days decks in uh, Legacy tend to be Delver, right? Yeah, same for well, Pauper as well. Yeah, when you go turn one Delver and then Days your thing, we'll have already got a threat in play, so having another land doesn't matter, and I'm just going to play one mana spells. So you get to go, um, like, Volcanic Island, play a Delver, Days your interaction, or Days your Delver, or Days whatever you're doing on turn one, then uh, untap, replay my Volcanic Island, and then I have access to a suite of one mana spells that are incredibly powerful. Yeah. You don't have that in modern particularly. So you have like Steam, but I mean, it's also, they've also got to be in consideration, like you're bouncing Shocklands. Yeah. Probably. I mean, you could be back, like, <clears throat> like I said, like there could be this like mono blue Delta thing, right? Yeah. With sure. base cards. But if you're going like, <clears throat> in turn one, Steam Vents, Shock myself, cast my Delta, then Daze your whatever the hell you're playing. Yeah. Daze your thing, return my Shock, like putting yourself to 16. And only having one land in play, and then being able to cast Serum Visions, Opt, Slight of Hand, Lightning Bolt, like that doesn't seem great. Or like Spell Pierce, but like then you're just not doing anything. Yeah. Um, it just seems I think <clears throat> Days is really powerful when you can leverage one mana spells. Yeah. And you can't really do that in modern. Like I said, though, there could be introduction. There could be like new cards that are like one mana blue spells that are yeah, reasonably sure. playable. But I mean, we don't really have like the powerful. One mana spell. Yeah, we don't have preordained ponder, brainstorm, any of that. Sure. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. do. Yeah, I definitely do do think that. I just feel like that the yeah possibly like the potential for enabling a a combo deck. Oh, not a combo deck for enabling like a tempo deck, mm-hmm. like a, a, a tempo deck that would be too good. I think. Yeah, I I'm not sure. I think it would just be 
just be too powerful in a, in a tempo strategy when you are printing I'd say they are printing Force of Will and Counterspell as well and Wasteland Sure, like in, in that context, I think it's probably slightly too good. Yeah. But like, honestly, I think it does. It does depend on one mana spells. I think that's that's where that card is good. Yeah, and I think that where that card is not that 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 environment is not modern. I think this is why it's so hard to sort of speculate and sort of evaluate cards for the set because it's not just it's not just like a standard set where they are going to print a handful of cards at the most that might see some some modern play. Mm-hmm. It's like all of this set is going to be modern legal a chunk of those mm. cards are going to be reprints they're going to be printing a whole a whole bunch of modern legal stuff at the same time so who's to say that it isn't going to be force of will counterspell wasteland all in the same set yeah that's a fair point it's in, it, this is the thing that's why I think, I think it's so difficult and I think people are freaking out like the, the, the face of the format's going to change but yeah. like yeah I think days in, in particular is probably going to be okay honestly Quite like, quite possibly, like, quite possibly could be. I think if it if it came down to having sort of one or the other, Force of Will or Days, I think Force of Will would be the card that I would want in modern more so than Days. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I just, I, I just think because mm, yeah, because it, it has an inherent uh, an inherent card disadvantage with Force of Will. Yeah. Whereas Days, Days does as well, but then. I don't know. I think. I think honestly, that I think that's that's the reason it'd be fine. So, force you're discarding two cards. So it's obviously like you're down a spell. Yeah. Um, but you're down, down a card. But like with with days, like you're bouncing it. You're, you're down so much because you're down to land in a format where you can't leverage one mana spells. Like you have to be casting two mana spells, three mana spells to have I an mean, impact. It depends when you're casting it as well. Like you, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah, always cast it on your main phase and replay your land. Like you know, let's say like if your opponent's doing something. Let's say you you play. Let's say you play like a massive death shadow or something. Your opponent goes to remove it, and then you you bounce your land and then replay it and shock yourself and make the death shadow even bigger. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Like I think it, it's a it's a difficult card to evaluate because yeah. obviously then like you know turn five it's normally quite bad because you, your your opponent can pay the one for the days. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. That, that's when I think I'll have to ruminate on more. Yeah, I could, I could be convinced either way. I think. But yeah, that's that, that's it's an interesting one. Cool. So, Next up on the list, we've got Flusterstorm. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> I just just really hope this is in the set. Um, yeah, like it's a sideboard card against storm decks. Yeah, it just it's good for stopping nonsense. That's yeah. great. <laughs> that's exactly what you want. I yeah. Mean, yeah, like I don't think it would have a massive impact on the format at all. No, but I just think it would be a nice, a nice silver bullet that the format doesn't have currently that we would really benefit the format. Yeah, I think this card, this card, you could just happily print. Like, I, obviously, you can't put it in a, a standard set because I think the reason it isn't in a standard set is because it has storm on it. Yeah. But I think as effects go, it's an incredibly fair storm card, and it's just a good card to have in the format. And like, I don't think there's any reason this shouldn't be in the set. Honestly, yeah, agree. I, I genuinely think just any format, any format which has storm cards. Legal as sort of wind conditions should also contain Fluster Storm to counter those storm wind conditions. Because mm-hmm. it's just a point versus current storm where you just lose, right? And you just have no way of doing it. If you manage to yeah. be able to, I mean, because obviously the storm deck will also have Fluster Storm, but I just think having a one mana answer um, would just be just be fine. Like it, it's it's not busted in Legacy. It would obviously be not busted in Modern. Like I just think it's a good card to have. Yeah, sure, agreed. Um, yeah, absolutely. Sweet, that was an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so the next one, next one I've got on the list is, is sort of a package, sure. and it's sort of like, what could you possibly include? 
like what would be the fair cards to include in this sort of thing. So I've written down Quirion Ranger, uh, Priest of Titania, and Natural Order. Okay. And that sort of comes in like a package, like Elves cards, right? Yeah. That's I mean Natural Order not necessarily because you could still play it in like a like a different green deck, but it would generally be in an Elves deck. So like how how much of Elves like Legacy Elves could you print into Modern? Because Elves Elves in in Legacy is like a combo deck where you're like, well, why would Symbiote, uh, Quirion Ranger, like doing loads of nonsense and making loads of mana with Gaia's Cradle and then natural ordering for for a um, Crater Hoof Behemoth. Yeah. Whereas the modern deck is just like, make a bunch of dudes and then have an Azuri. Um, and then overrun you that way. Yeah, sure. So it doesn't really play like a combo deck, you just play loads of elves and then you tap your Druid, your Arch Druid for loads of mana and make make, a, make an Azuri. Um, like how, how good is... What can you print in the format? Like, I'm not, I'm not sure how far you want to push it because I think Priestess Tony is bad, right? Possibly, yeah. Because it's just, it's just an arch druid. I mean, you cast it on two, which is interesting, but I think it's just an arch druid that doesn't pump, and I think it's just fine. Yeah. I think Quirion Ranger is possibly interesting. Why would Symbiote spoil the, the card, right? Because you get to bounce out of visionaries and do that whole thing. Yeah, it's certainly the card that I've seen. So elves players want in the format. I think those would all be fine. I think you could print... Maybe not Natural Order. Um, but... Yeah, I think Natural Order is probably far too good. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, because I, I played Elves for a while, and, like, the, the good card in the neck is Guy's Cradle. Yeah, I, I think Natural Order is just, just too good for the format, really. Mm-hmm. Like, having, getting to go, like... I mean, I know it, I know they come down earlier already, but getting to go, like, turn three... Um, Primeval Titan is pretty good, right? Ooh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Mm. Four mana sorcery, sacrifice a creature, search your life for a green creature card, put it on the battlefield. Yeah, like sack your so Sakura you're, tribe right, elder. Yeah, sort of like sack my birds. Mm-hmm. Put a prime time into play on turn three. Yeah, sure, that's probably consistent. Too- like, I think natural odd is just, just too good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, elves, elves and legacy is like the glimpse of nature deck, right? Yeah. So you play glimpse of nature, you make like crap tons of mana with uh, Guy's Cradle and you just yeah. go off that way but if you if you, I think you could print the entire deck maybe Sam's Natural Order um, into the format without as long as you Glimpses Glimpses a Kamigawa card that's banned so yeah. they're not going to print that that's not that's not how this works um, and they're not going to print Guy's Cradle obviously because it's re- reserved as yeah. like I think you could just print the entire deck into modern not give it Guy's Cradle not give it um, Glimpse of Nature and I think it'd be fine yeah quite possibly it just it just be a cool like combo creature deck. Yeah, you know? agreed. Yeah, like I, I think it would be fine. I I don't I don't think elves is ever going to be that sort of tier one deck ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, natural order would would certainly push it there, but I I don't think it would be an elves deck really that we would see if natural order is in the format. I think yeah, I think far that's true. scarier cards which you can play with and. And sort of cheating to play with natural order, so uh, yeah, I just I don't think that would ever be a thing. Mm-hmm. I think Wildwood Symbiote would be more interesting. Like yeah, Wildwood Symbiote with Elvish Archdruid would be cool. Yeah, Wildwood Symbiote is, is certainly the the card I've seen. I've seen most sort of Elvish players talk about getting ported into modern. That'd be sweet. That'd yeah. be really cool. That would be cool. I'd like that. Cool. So the last one. Yeah. The last one is 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 a fairly big one. Uh, true name nemesis. I would hate this. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I. I. I've seen obviously quite a lot of people talk about printing true name nemesis 
saying, hey, this would be the card that would make Merfolk a playable deck again. <laughs> As if anyone cares about that. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I feel like the people that are saying Trina Nemesis will be fine for modern oh, people that just haven't played Legacy. Yeah. I, I agree, though. The cards are stupid. Like, I, it's, it's my most hated card in, in, in Legacy. I just can't beat that card. Um, yeah, like, it's 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 a ridiculous threat, like, um, and you get to... Like, I think the, the thing that's interesting about it is that it depends on the... It, obviously, this is one that, like, most depends on the context of the format, because yeah. if you just put Trium Nemesis into current modern, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, it's so bad. I it's mean, like, it's t- it's still I I sure yeah it's it's a turn three, three one fine. Yeah, exactly. It's not and really you- gonna do anything, but it it's, uh, it's still just just such a problematic card to look at. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's it's stupid. Like it's it's a yeah. it's a busted magic card, right? Yeah. Um, but like, just if you look at the format, like, if you look at the current modern format, right? Yeah. Like, what is a three mana threat doing? So like, Phoenix doesn't care. Dredge doesn't care. Death Shadow might care. Yeah. Burn kill you before it before it matters. Tron does something before it matters. I can still kill it with like a new game. Yeah. Um, I think humans probably doesn't care. Spirits just is more aggressive than it. I just don't. I just don't think it matters in this current format. Like it'd be really good against Jund. Be good against Death Shadow. <sighs> Everything else, I just don't think it matters. <laughs> like at all. Quite probably, but I just I still think if if it is printed, it's certainly not going to be. In, into this current modern format because because of all of these new cards we're getting, I think things things are just going to shake up considerably. Uh, I just think True Name Nemesis uh, when it, when it's good, it's just such a feel bad card. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, I think that's like true. I think that would just be a bad move. Like, oh, here's a bunch of new cards to play with in modern. Oh, here's like a card that will make it really miserable. Mm-hmm. It's it's why like I really hope like they don't put Leovold in the set. I think Leovold would just be like on the face of it like probably a pretty fine card for the modern format. Like it doesn't necessarily do anything busted or broken in modern, but it's sure. it's just a miserable experience sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Like it's it it's not a card that this should be in, in the format. Yeah. I think. But yeah, like I, true name, true name. I just it just doesn't do much. Like attacking for three every turn. Like sure, cast this prime time, kill you. Yeah. Like. It's just it's but that's the thing it exists in that so hopefully this set like does something to to sort of squash that amount of combo deck yeah. like that 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 ability to just go off without any fear so maybe maybe in that, in my context I think true name would be playable but yeah I just don't, I just don't think it's a, it's a particularly scary card but yeah yeah I I don't think it's I don't think it's particularly scary I do I just think it the card has has problems that other cards don't. Yeah, I think if we ever get back to a fair format, like if, if if something to do with a set or like maybe a different set like makes makes fair magic more viable again and like all these combo decks stop showing up, then I think Trinam is, is a problem in that situation. Yeah, for sure. The card's just the card's just no fun. <laughs> I I think is the I think is the point. Yeah, definitely. I would agree there. Sweet. Awesome. I think we've got time for one quick tinfoil hat speculation. Absolutely. So one thing that we saw pretty much instantly when the set was announced, uh, see they were announcing that they were reprinting cards in the modern. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people on the internet got very excited and were like, "Hey, they're going to print the Fetchlands in this set," <laughs> even though they was explicitly been told, "No, we're not going to print cards that are already legal in the modern." In this, magic set. players, like, this isn't magic, a master set. 
Magic players can't read or listen. Don't <laughs> don't expect them to do that. Sure. <laughs> but I did get thinking. And there is a way that they could print fetchlands in the set. Mm-hmm. Just print a new cycle of fetchlands. <sighs> sure, okay. Realistically, like there there's nothing stopping them from you know fair enough, like I'm sure they wouldn't call it like Tolding Scorn. <laughs> you know, diluted Pelter. Like I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, sure I'm sure they wouldn't they wouldn't call them that, but realistically, like they could just print the fetch lands with different names. Yeah, they could. Yeah, and therefore creating a new card that has has never been legal in modern before. Sure. So that is my. I mean, you know. Is that a good it's, thing? It's probably not going to happen, but that's that's my tinfoil hat theory for for this this episode, I guess. They're going to print. I don't know. Like, let's think. How, how would you say? Like, so instead of playing, so instead of like green white decks playing four winds of teeth and three wooded foothills or Mister Rainforest or whatever, they'd play seven winds of teeth. I mean, how much better is that? Because like you have the you have the corner case of it, like you you have a, a a basic land that you want to fetch, but you have the so that your your base green deck and you want to fetch a planes, but you have like a, a verdant catacombs in your hand. Yeah, it it's and I, it, it eliminates that. And I mean, how much of a problem is that for the format? Yeah, I I don't think I don't think it's it's that much of a problem for the format like at all. Like I don't really think that's something that happens quite a lot. Um, I I just I just think just think it it would be a way for them to get playable fetch lands in the hands of players, which more is so than they are currently. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, it's just it's a new, it's a way to tank the price of incredibly expensive fetch lands, right? Yeah, like not even necessarily tank them, just like mm-hmm. just give give players a, a a more affordable option. I think, like, I think that that's uh, that's the thing that I feel I, f- I feel like they need to get right with the pricing of this set as well. Like, they're printing all of these new cards. If we see them at the same price, if we see the boosters at the same price as the master set, that's gonna be going to be a bit annoying because you get all of these brand new cards to play with but then a lot of players might be instantly priced out of playing with them. Sure. Which kind of seems silly, like if you're printing these new cards and changing the format, you, surely you want players to play with your cards. Mm-hmm. So you, they, should be, they should be at a, a more affordable price. So hopefully we do see something something in between, like if these end up retailing for like so like, a, like a fiver in stores like that would be great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Is there anything else you want to, you want to talk about with uh, Modern Horizons? I think we I think we've, we've pretty much covered everything, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a really cool set. It's a really cool idea for a set. Like we've only seen two cards. Uh, I'm I'm super hyped. Like already. Oh yeah, the excitement is definitely real. Like, uh, although it is it is it is fairly difficult to talk about the cards and to you know accurately. Sort of judge how playable or how good they're going to be in, in every format. I think the cards that we've seen definitely show that you know the headspace of the designers is in the, is in the right place. Definitely, uh, yeah, absolutely. That Cabal Therapist, especially, is a card that I, I just look at and go, "Wow, that is a really cool card." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like very, very rarely does that even happen with standard sets. Like I look at something and go, <laughs> "Oh wow, that's cool." I just you know I look at something and go. Oh sure, that's that's this thing, but 
with a slightly different ability or it's called something else now or whatever or oh, oh look at this this three mana three two mythic with flying like <laughs> oh, this is this is the five mana dragon that kills something you know I think standard sets are kind of getting a little a little stale and predictable as far as like their power level goes I mean, hopefully that'll change before the spark but yeah just the ability to create more powerful cards without having to to worry about them going through standard is, is definitely a plus for for the format and the game in general I think really yeah absolutely I, I, I agree with that sweet awesome so if you want to weigh in with uh, your opinions on Modern Horizons or what, what little we know about it currently uh, you can hit us up on social media uh, we are at HOFDcast on Twitter or we are facebook.com slash HOFDcast uh, you can also get us on Patreon as well we are patreon.com slash hour of devastation we've got a, a few sort of different tiers on there obviously you, you don't have to give anything back but if you feel like you get anything from us at all <laughs> be that entertainment, be that information it's just a nice way to sort of give something back uh, you can pledge as little as one dollar a month it's roughly around 25 cents per episode that gives you our eternal thanks because we, you know, we, don't, we don't really do we don't do this for anything in return but anything we do get we are massively thankful for we have some higher tiers as well so four dollars or higher gets you access to our patreon feed where we'll be putting up some exclusive content where we'll have some sort of draft videos up there i, I will be playing in a ravnica allegiance limited mocks this weekend sweet hoping to record some of that so maybe we'll, we'll get that up there as well mm-hmm. uh, maybe we will see some some articles up there as well loads of really cool content and that's as little as four dollars per month so you know it's less than the price of one booster pack yeah I, I i would recommend doing that it would make me really happy yeah i mean you say you say we don't do this for anything i do it to like act smug <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the reason i'm here fair, fair. yeah go check us out on patreon patreon.com slash arab devastation if you want to get in touch on our own personal social media uh, on twitter i'm at peach garden oaf that is over with an f or facebook i am just joe loudon you'll find me in pretty much any of the magic groups online just I'll, I'll be there come talk to me mm-hmm. uh, uh, you can find me on twitter at snail69 nice uh, I'm posting you know hot takes on, on magic and you know other stuff a lot of arguing about social justice topics yeah it's sort of my bag or find me in facebook groups laugh reacting your post <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what I do sweet laugh react only yeah exactly awesome that's pretty much all we have time for this week Uh, once again the god pharaoh has returned we're approaching the second hour we'll see you next week on arrow devastation so close